this month on the Cartridge Club. I can grind and get a lot of points. There's that one goal where it tells you to go uh, get a job and then buy a PS2. But something about that level always just creeped me out, and I did not like playing that. Make your children play NHL 93. Make their heads bleed. (laughs) I'm going to write this down. This is some real pro tips right here. Hello, gamers, and thanks for tuning in to another episode of The Cartridge Club. If you are new to the club, I'll quickly explain what we are. The Cartridge Club is a community of content creators and gamers of all generations. I am Player One, and along with my brother Player Two, we host a monthly book club for gamers. We pick a game and invite everyone in the club to play along, and then select three people to come on this show and discuss the game we all played. Without further ado, let's meet our panel this month. First up, from the Dubious Gaming Channel, Mr. J. Dubious himself. Hello. So I have a question. Uh, on your new Skype address, it says Dr. J. Dubious. Are you actually a PhD now? No, no. I've just, um, I've always used that as my email. <laughs> just for just, just for the eventuality. If I ever get a doctorate. That's right. Well, and also people give you more respect, right? Yeah. That's right. If you, if you send an email to a company, you know, an angry email about unhappy customer service, and it's from regular old J. Dubious, they're going to say, oh, who cares? But if it's from Dr. J., now somebody's, oh man, it's because a doctor, we better, we better pay attention. That's right. So for any of our listeners who might not be aware, why don't you let them know where they can find you and what it is that you do? Um, so I run a YouTube channel, uh, Dubious Gaming Online, where I mostly do reviews. Uh, it's been pretty inactive lately, unfortunately. And then I also uh, co-host a podcast, which is the Multitap Podcast, which has the unfortunate timing to run every Tuesday night live. When I think that's the exact same time that the Cartridge Club Hangout happens. So. <laughs> it is. <yeah. laughs> Funny how that so, works out. So unfortunately, we planned it around a pretty horrible time. But yeah, that's what I do. <laughs> From the Cartridge Club Hangouts, from the Cartridge Club Top 100 list, from the, the Sega Top 50 list, which is yet to come, and more importantly, from the newly rebirthed, reborn, revisited, remastered, beat my score challenge, we have the Cartridge Club heir apparent himself, Mr. Ryan Gorman. Thanks for being here, Ryan. Hello, everyone. Thanks for having me back for a third time in a row. <laughs> so, yeah, as you so this is the third month in a row we've had you on the show, so... Correct. Guaranteed every episode is somebody's first episode, so let them know where they can find you and what you do. All right, well, you can find me on Twitter at It's Rocket Sauce. Uh, I have a YouTube channel, or I believe if you just search in YouTube, you can find me at, but there isn't much on it at the moment. Um, and you can see me on the weekly Hangouts every Tuesday on uh, Google or YouTube. Rumor has it that you are the reason Flock Talk exists, which is one of the new podcasts out there. So what is it that somebody who wants to get into podcasting what do they have to give you to have you be their muse well you can just email me at it's rocket sauce and then we could talk business and that's we'll go from there i, I don't want to let my secrets go and so fair enough that's not doctor it's rocket sauce right that's just it's rocket sauce just it's rocket sauce yes <laughs> okay one excellent and the last member of our panel is a another returning guest to the show and one of the most enthusiastic skateboarders that i know from the Leftover Bits podcast, we have Enzi. Good morning, Vietnam. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> I don't know about I, but I felt like I needed that as my intro. So for anybody uh, who might be new to the show, who hasn't heard your previous guest appearances, I guess I'll say, um, why don't you let them know where they can find Leftover Bits, where they can find you, and uh, make sure also to mention your music. Yeah. Um, so I'm a co-host of the Leftover Bits podcast with my good buddy, Paul the Cartridge Canuck. Uh, you can find us on 
iTunes, Podbean. Uh, we got Twitter, Leftover Bits. Uh, we got a YouTube channel that doesn't get too much use anymore. Uh, my own personal stuff has been pretty inactive as of late. Um, yeah, I also make music and stuff. Uh, you can find that uh, if you go to my Twitter page, which is at, I think it's NZ204. I got links to everything on there. Definitely check that out. Uh, give his music a listen. He is one of the few people who is actually talented online and not just somebody who pretends to be. Speaking of people pretending to be talented, I'm going to turn things over to my brother, Player 2. Oh, there Mark, it is. <laughs> why don't you tell everybody what we've been playing this month? All righty. Well, thank you for that wonderful introduction. It's good to be back. I missed last month. Happy to be back in the saddle. Uh, this month, we were playing Tony Hawk Pro Skater 3. Uh, it was originally released in October of 2001 on a litany of consoles. I will now go through that list, which is quite large. Uh, PS1 and 2, Nintendo GameCube and 64. So it's kind of like the current gen and the one before, I guess it would be. Uh, Windows and Mac. Uh, it also came out on the original Xbox, which I, I guess is uh, one of the best ways to play it. I didn't know that, though. Um, it also came out on the Game Boy Advance, which blows my mind. But then which blows my mind even more is it also came out on the Game Boy Color. And uh, that's crazy. So I'm curious if anybody played it on that. Um, it's developed by Neversoft, um, which I believe Activision owned them at this point. So I think they, Activision bought them at this point. Um, yeah, and all the other ports had, of course, their own sort of developers that helped do the ports and whatnot. Uh, but it was published by Activision O2, which I guess is Oxygen O2. Oh, I don't know what that. Yeah, Activision O2. I, I didn't realize that this was a name that Activision had gone by for a little while. They only had it to publish their extreme sports games. I did not know that, um, but I learned that. Uh, the game sold great. Had over 2.4 million copies sold worldwide. Uh, it was critically acclaimed, earning uh, high scores from pretty much everyone, I think. Um, and there was a... It actually got a perfect 10 from GameSpot, which is actually really hard to do. I think there's only 15 or so games that have that on GameSpot, and this is one of them, so that's pretty crazy. Um, yeah, I remember back in the day, Everybody, and I mean everybody, was playing Tony Hawk. Uh, it was it was like a phenomenon. Uh, I always sucked. Um, I really always <laughs> I always sucked at them. <laughs> I didn't want to. Um, but I, you know, I played them whenever my friends and stuff were playing. I don't think I ever played this version. Pretty sure this is the first time I've played this version. I'm not sure though because I could have been playing this on PS One and not remembered. Uh, but that's that's me, and that's my story with Tony Hawk. How about how about you guys? Let's start with let's start with you, Ryan. Was this your first time playing Tony Hawk? Uh, this was not my first time playing Tony Hawk. I actually bought this game on launch when it came out because I was a Tony Hawk addict. You know, I oh. love the series. Nice. Um, my first time with the Tony Hawk series uh, was with the PlayStation 1. Now, I didn't own a PlayStation 1 until probably the PS2 came out, but I had friends who had a PS1. And I can remember playing the demo. There was a, a demo that only had, I believe, the warehouse from the first level in Tony Hawk. Oh, and yeah, yeah. I remember playing that for hours at my friend Tony's house. And <laughs> Whoa, that was your friend Tony. Yeah. My friend. Was Tony. it, was it Tony Hawk? No, no, no. Just another Tony. <laughs> this That's was well, unfortunate. <laughs> uh, co coincidence. The guy is, uh, we always called him Tony H cause his last name began with an H, but it's not Tony oh, Hawk. Snap. Yeah. <laughs> but no, it's just that first level was addictive. And from there on, it made me jealous because it wasn't on the 64 right away. Uh, I think yeah. it came out eventually uh, about a year later, um, the first and the second one, and then eventually a third one. Um, but 
at this point in time with Tony Hawk 3, I uh, I had a PS2 and uh, was really excited to get it at launch. Uh, so this is not my first time playing it. Um, but yeah, it was it, I. I'm going to stop right there because I don't want to talk anymore at the moment. That's all right. I, I got a, one more quick question for you, though. Sure. Were you did you have a skateboard back in the day? This actually made me pick up skateboarding this game. No way. Nice. Correct. Yeah. Were you any good? <laughs> no, no. After two years <laughs> and almost breaking my arm several times, I gave up skateboarding. <laughs> all right. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right. Uh, dubious. Uh, was this your first time with uh, the Tony Hawk series? Uh, nope. I, I had played the series uh, I I also actually played the the demo like a lot, and then um, this was the first game that I owned in the series, and I got it with uh, the first time I got a GameCube. So it was my GameCube, uh, my first GameCube game. Oh, nice! Wow, right on. Now, did you have a skateboard? I you know actually this game also got me into skateboarding, and I hurt no myself enough for yeah I hurt <laughs> myself enough that I definitely quit. <laughs> Uh, I've did that a few times in this game. Um, my character had blood almost everywhere, so I'm, that's just what I'm picturing now with you guys skateboarding. Uh, uh, I'm sorry to hear it was so bad. But, uh, yeah, you survived. That's great. And now you can just live vicariously through Tony here, so that's good. Um, okay, cool. How about uh, Enzi? What is your uh, history with the Tony Hawk series? I think, um, I believe I started with Pro Skater 1 on uh, PlayStation. I didn't have a PlayStation, but I think it was one of my dad's friend's kids had one or something. So we had gone over there, and I fell in love with it immediately. Nice. Uh, I sucked, so I only ever got through the warehouse level. <laughs> nice. <laughs> but I, years later, our uh, local hockey team would have players that needed houses. So we had some local hockey players move in with us. And one of them had a PS2 with uh, Pro Skater 3. So that was my first experience with this game. And nice. then, as I said on the uh, the last episode, I was on the Super Mario Sunshine. I actually got this game with my GameCube for Christmas in 2003. Nice. So that was, uh, yeah, most of my gameplay for this had gone, began in 03. And I still got that same disc, actually. All right, on. And I, I'm, I'm trying to remember if this is the game that got me into skateboarding or if I was already into it at the time. But I know it was, big. I know when I got it on GameCube, I was already skating, but I don't know if it was before or after. I think it was after I played it the first time, so it would have been around a very similar time. Now, I know that uh, you were much better than uh, both Ryan and Dubious here because I think you were, an, you were an unlockable character in Tony Hawk 5, weren't you? You know, I had uh, we, I was talking with the guys over at Robomoto, and uh, unfortunately, I just couldn't quite uh, figure out a contract that worked for both ah. of us. But, it, it, you know, it was in the talks. Uh, they... <laughs> They ended up putting a uh, Tony's kid, Riley Hawk, in there instead of me. Um, I don't I know. I think he dick. pulled some strings on that, but uh, <laughs> I think so. It was almost there. I'm, I'm still holding out for Pro Skater Six. That's all right, buddy. We're hoping for you. We're hoping for you. Um, do you still skateboard today, by chance? Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I go. Not actually in summer. I don't skate a lot, which is you would think is weird living in yeah. Canada. It's cold as piss all winter. <laughs> yep. But I, uh, <laughs> I work at an indoor skate park in Winnipeg here at Sea. The uh, oldest running skate indoor skate park in all of Canada, if not possibly the world. Oh wow! So that's so I'm out there every at least once a week uh, throughout all winter, and then in summer I actually take it easy and use that as my off season. Ah, right on, right on. Okay, cool. I'm happy to hear that uh, you're still doing it. 
Um, I know that uh, the last person I'm about to ask is a skateboarding legend. I remember he, he had a Bart Simpson skateboard. It was huge. It was like a surfboard. Do you remember that thing? Um, yeah, referring had, uh, to P1 here. So it had, it was a Bart Simpson skateboard, but it wasn't. So when you say skateboard now, most people listening to this will think of what a regular sp- skateboard looks like. You get the little flip up at both ends, the one long thin piece of wood with, you know, a grip along it. When I got a skateboard, it wasn't shaped like that. It was shaped like a torpedo almost. So <laughs> It's so fun. One rounded front end and then a little flip at the back, and it, but it was wide. Like, it almost shaped like a blooper from Super Mario. Yeah. And it, it was like a, a boat on wheels. Yeah. yeah. It had a neon green uh, bumper on the nose, and it had a big neon green pad at the back for braking. For the intense speeds that I would be able to get up to, I would need all of that. It was Bart Simpson. It was a white Bart Simpson skateboard. This was before the days of helmets and elbow pads and knee pads and parents who loved you. So I was given this and I was just told, go out there and be somebody. Now, this was after I had, as a seven-year-old, I busted my front teeth out riding my bicycle. I flipped over the handlebars and still not required to wear any safety equipment or given any instructions on how to skateboard. Yeah, I, I used to skateboard and i use that term very loosely up and down our street that's why i would stand (laughs) on it and i would try and push off with one foot but as soon as it would start to move i would lose my balance and panic and jump off so really all i ever did was stand on it jump off and it would slide forward um you know a dozen feet or so (laughs) luckily keeping that that giant green break in pristine condition and holding the resale value quite high I was not very good at skateboarding in real life. So when the Tony Hawk series started, of course, I was at the edge of my seat chomping at the bit to play this game of this person I had never heard of in this sport that I had no interest in. I I am sure that I had played Tony Hawk games at some point and was probably, if to, this month is any uh, reflection, was probably as good at them as I was at, at riding that Bart Simpson skateboard. Yeah, I, I loved that Bart Simpson skateboard. I used to, I mean, I used to play on it. I was like five and they used to let me play on it. Um, but it was horrible. I could lay down on it and, and like it would be my whole body on it because it was so big. It was like a surfboard. It was just- I'm sure Enzi knows like, or he probably knows the actual term for what that style of board used to be called. You know, I, I don't know that actual, th- I know I, I had one like that too. Actually, that was my, one of my first boards was that style. Nice. And those were really in the 80s, that's basically the only boards they had. And then through the 90s, it kind of got phased out to the more modern popsicle design. But yeah, but yeah, those boards, uh, a lot. some guys will still use them for like ripping around in bowls or just for like a cruiser board, but not for uh, a Bart Simpson one skating. with a mint break on it, if they are interested. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you could pull in uh, some hefty coin on eBay with that one. Yeah, I wonder. I wonder. Um, text me a picture of that because I kind of want to see it now. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> we could probably dig it out. It's probably in mom and dad's basement. I imagine it's there. It, they didn't throw anything out. Was it like <laughs> one of those ones? Was it like one of those ones where if you hit like the smallest rock on the road, you go flying over the skateboard? Yeah, I don't know. I, I never made it to the point when I would hit <laughs> rocks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my. So that's you can expect terror. to uh, unlock P1 in Tony Hawk 6 as well. So that'll be good. Um, so yeah, that's the history with it. I guess we will get into the game itself. Let's talk about, normally this will be the story section. I'm not really sure what you would classify the story. It's like, uh, I guess it's like the career mode would be the story mode, I guess. Um, Ryan, why don't you break down how that works out for us? How the career mode works? 
Okay. Well, the career mode works where you choose a skater, and now there's several of them to choose from in this game. And um, basically, you go through several levels uh, in three competitions throughout the game. Um, and basically, within each level, there's several tasks. Uh, usually, there's there's three score challenges in each level, and then there's the tasks, which usually some of them feature. A uh, little area cutscenes that can open up more levels, area to the levels in each level. Mm. Um, and a completing, well, there's also one hidden tape in the, every level and some possible decks that are hidden too. Um, and stats, with the more stats, if you can if you can find these stat points in each level, there's five in each level, uh, they can m- make your, your skater a little bit more better in the game. You can add, you can change it to any way you want. You can add it to better balance or better hang time. And it can make the game a little bit easier for you or if you cool. can't if you can't 100% the level on your first try that maybe getting more stat points down the road you can come back and make the level easier for you. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't realize that at first when I started playing and uh cuz I just went right to uh play session or whatever just to get the high score cuz everybody was competing for their high score so I was like, "Well, I want to go do that." So I completely skipped career mode at first and then I realized you can make your character way better. Mm-hmm. Um pretty cool aspect though. That's so what it, happens bro. in career mode? You just you get to the end and then are you a credits. success? Yeah, <laughs> that's credits. It, just credits. Okay, all right. Yeah, it's just it's just you basically just keep playing and unlocking more stuff, and then right. I think the goal is just to keep racking up points basically. Because if you if you look up some of these videos online of how people play this game, you know there's unbelievable endless combos in this game. Really, I wonder what the highest score in the world is. That is insanity to think of. Um, but yeah, you did mention that you could play as different uh, skateboarders. Uh, well, what was yours? What was your uh, skateboarder of choice, or did you do a custom one? I don't believe in doing customs unless it's playing unless I'm playing Tony Hawk Thug uh, or Thug. Um, Thug. Uh, yeah, it's the it's the one later down in the series where you believe where I believe you have to create a, a custom character. I gotcha. I enjoy uh, playing the professionals in the game. Now, originally with the series, I like to play with Chad Muska. Was always one of my favorites because he had the boombox. Uh, ah, nice. But by the time Tony Hawk Three came out, I was a huge fan of the TV show Jackass. So Bam Margera was my guy, is nice. uh, one of the skaters. Um, but now, but for completing this game on this run, uh, I found it a little bit harder to do with Bam this time around. Uh, so talking with uh, Matt Bandy on one of the Google Hangouts, he recommended uh, Jamie Thomas in the game, hmm. okay. and uh, I saw. Uh, WGS AD Defense made a, a post from one of the speed runs, and the mm-hmm. guy who I guess is the world record holder uses Jamie Thomas. So uh. I used Jamie Thomas on this run, and actually after playing with him, I found it a little bit be a little bit easier. Uh, so I went okay. mostly with Jamie Thomas on this run, but I did mix in some Darth Maul and some Wolverine to play around in this time around too. Nice. So see, because I always love the goofiness in the characters that come around with some of these special characters in the Tony Hawk series. Yeah, yeah, they're always renowned for that. It's pretty cool. I mean, is Spider Man in this one? I don't, I don't know if Spider Man is in this one or not. No, he was in Pro Skater Two. Two. I think that's the one I played when back in the day. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Well, how about you, Enzi? Who did you play as? I played with everyone. <laughs> I beat the game one hundred percent with every oh my skateboarder. God, that's crazy. I think I, uh, I think I started with Tony Hawk. You know, because Tony Hawk Pro Skater, you got to yeah. play Tony. Makes sense. Uh, then after that, I. Um, Basically, the way the game works is that if you complete the uh, a run 
I think it's with if you do a hundred percent of all the goals, then you can unlock a new character at the end. Oh. So uh, once you beat the game once, you unlock. Uh, oh. I believe it's Darth Maul. Is that a hundred percent of the goals in a single run? Uh, well, you can retry it as many times as you want, but like to do, you got to cross off every goal with with one character in each level, mm-hmm. and then at the end, you will unlock a new uh, playable character. So I. Yeah, so first you unlock Darth Maul and then Wolverine, and there's quite a number of uh, unlockable skaters, actually. Cool. Um, as far as the pros, yeah, I stick with Tony Hawk, and uh, I think, uh, I don't know, I, I used a lot of them. I like a lot of the skaters. Eric Costin is another one of my favorites. One thing to note, too, when you're playing it is that uh, whether you have a, a vert skater or a street skater, you get different goals throughout the game. Yeah. So that it... Uh, like sometimes it'll just be your your skate letters are rearranged or your stat points removed, but uh, in other times it's actually the goal itself is different. Like an example being in uh, in a foundry, if you're playing a street skater, then one of the goals is to 50-50 TC's rail. But if you're playing a vert skater, then the goal is to do a cannonball over the half pipe. So what uh, that is definitely... the difference of the two things that you're saying? I'm not even sure what that means. So uh, vert skaters are like Tony Hawk, where they go on the the big 10, 12 foot ramps, like you see on the cover of the game. Okay. Um, getting a huge air. And that was a, that was the more popular skateboarding in the, in the eighties or early nineties. But then as time has gone on, street skating has become much more popular. And that's guys like your Chad Muska or your Jamie Thomas, where they're going down handrails or jumping off stairs and stuff like that. Ah, cool. I so, didn't know this. NZ, explain it to me like I'm a I'm a, a person who doesn't understand the words. What's a 50-50 TJ Maxx? <laughs> so the 50-50 grind is when you're doing, uh, you get your, your board, you have both your trucks or axles, if you prefer. Uh, you have both of them on the Metal rail or, or ledge. Uh, and the TC's rail is just one of the rails in the foundry. It's just a, a special gap or whatever you have to, because within the game there's different... Uh, if you get from point A to point B on a certain, from one ramp to another or down one rail, they call it a gap. So I guess it's just kind of like a more, if you want to be a full completionist, you go hit all the gaps or something. I don't know. It's, I don't bother with that, but <laughs> that's just one of the challenges to do a, a 50-50 grind on the one specific rail. So is there a difference between grinding your axles and grinding the board like do people do is that a thing people even do or is that like a, a no-no because you'll snap the board in half no it's basically the way it uh the terminology generally goes is if you're on your trucks then it's called a grind but if you're using the wood of your board like the tail or the middle then it's called a slide so oh. uh, like a nose grind is when you have your your uh the trucks grinding on the rail when you're like uh parallel with it but a nose slide is when you have the uh the nose part of your board or like the the front part the wood of it is sliding and you're perpendicular to the rail fascinating this is skate tricks with enzy <laughs> i should start a i should start a youtube series on this you could video. do a skateboarding youtube uh video series for sure and i'll use a tony hawk pro skater 3 as all my video demos <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> just recreate things that come up that'd be you could do that in real life oh man that's that's something i would watch that um but yeah, that's crazy. Dubious. How about you? What was your skater of choice? Uh, Rodney Mullen. And why is this? 
I, well, I just remember back in like kind of high school days when we watched all like those skateboarding VHSs that everyone was watching <laughs> back then. Oh, and, yeah. uh, and uh, Roddy Mullen always had the sickest tricks because he always did like the freestyle tricks and it was always ridiculous. So I just always played as Rodney Mullen. Right on. Yeah, did well, how important were the stats? At, at one point, you max out every character in terms of stats. Um, so really, you could play as whoever you wanted. Yeah, once you've finished all of the levels and get all five stat points from each level, your character will be 100% maxed out. Okay, so really, you could pick whoever you want. It's just as a matter of time before uh, you max them out. Yeah. Um, okay, interesting. Uh, I, I was going to say, I also believe, too, you, um, if you finish the level with all the goals, you also unlock another special, I think. Is that yeah, correct? that's correct. Yeah. And what's a special? <laughs> and do you want to take this? Sure. <laughs> so um, as, you're, as you're playing through the game uh, and doing your landing tricks, getting your combos... There's a little meter in your top corner called your special yes. meter. I've seen that thing. So, what is it? So yeah. as you're doing tricks, that will fill up. Uh, in previous, in the first two games, you had to land your trick for it to go up. But in Pro Skater 3 and on, as you're doing your tricks, the meter would fill. And once it's full, it starts flashing. And, mm-hmm. and then you can do what's called a special trick. So if you look in your edit tricks option, uh, each different skater has their own customizable special tricks. Okay. So uh, normally, if you want to do a grind trick, you would just press your Y or triangle button and then uh, a direction on the D-pad. But for some characters, they'll have a special trick. Uh, some of them, it's grind. Some of them have flip tricks. Some do grab tricks or manuals even. And then it'll be like a, a two-directional trick. Oh. So you would do like, rather than just doing left and grind, you would do left and right. And then he would do a... Uh, like Jeff Rowley has a special trick called the dark side, where he does a uh, he grinds the bottom of his board like the 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 grip tape is actually upside down, oh, and he cool. grinds the rail like that. So that's one example of it. That is awesome. But, I've seen that bar going up. Um, I don't know if I ever actually used it by mistake or not, but uh, <laughs> the special tricks uh, they're really useful when you want to get a very high combo score because um, normally you would do a grind and your points would go up by like maybe a hundred per second. But when yep. you're doing a special trick, then it'll go up by like a thousand per second. So ah, very important if you want to get high scores. That's what I'm missing. All right. Cool. Thanks, Enz. <laughs> um, P1, how about you? Who'd you play? So in Ken Griffey Jr. Baseball for the Super Nintendo, Ken Griffey Jr.'s stats are maxed out for everything. He has maxed out power, maxed out speed, maxed out defense, which stands to reason he's on the game. He's clearly the best baseball player at that time. Tony Hawk Pro Skater 3, you know, my brain says Tony Hawk's going to be the best. He's going to have all the stats maxed out. He's on the game. So um, I flip through the characters, and they show you their stats as you flip through them. Um, Tony Hawk's are not all maxed out. So this made me nervous. I was like, well, maybe Tony Hawk's not the best. Maybe he's just the most known, and that's why he's on the game. So maybe there's somebody who's better. So then I started flipping through them. I recognized Bam Margera's name. I actually hate the show Jackass, so I did not play as him. I don't find being kicked in the balls or jamming toy cars up your asshole to be amusing. Uh, <laughs> as I flip through, <laughs> anymore. Any, yeah. Uh, as I flip through the characters, I saw one there, uh, Rube Goldberg. No, Rune Gilf- Glyphberg. That's it. Yeah. So uh, I have a friend whose nickname is Berg, and uh, I thought, well, I'll play as him, and I'll sort of pretend that I'm skating around as that guy. <laughs> so that's okay. what I played as. 
and that's why. Right on. You didn't go by the stats or anything? I, I figured you were a stats guy. Uh, I didn't really understand what most of them meant. Um, okay. <laughs> Me too. Yeah. So <laughs> Once I figured yeah. out that I can grind and get a lot of points, I just tried to go with balance. I don't even know if that um, affected grinding or not, but yeah, that was my attempt at going for stats. Um, but yeah, all right, cool. I should have gone for the one who bled the less is probably what I should have done. <laughs> there was a lot of bloodshed. I hear you. All right, cool. Um, I pretty much played as Tony and then apparently as Kareem for a bit. So, but it was mostly Tony wearing a cowboy hat and, uh, some aviators. Cause that's, that's what I turned on for some reason. <laughs> uh, and that's what I played as. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure that that's it for the story. What did you guys think of the career mode? Dubious, did you do the career mode? Yeah. Yeah, I liked it. I think it's a good series of uh, levels. Yep. And I'm pretty sure that's what you need to do to unlock every level, right, is you have to play through the career mode. So I guess if you want everything, you got to play career mode no matter what anyway. Yeah, one more thing I'll add on this career mode is that that's your main yeah. source of unlockables. So um, like I said, to unlock characters, you got to beat every single goal with your character and then including the, the cruise ship, the final level. Um, to unlock other levels or to, sorry, each character you play as has an unlockable video at the end as well. So mm, if you get a okay. gold medal in each of the three contests, um, so the contests play different than the normal levels. Normally you just get a, a list of goals to go through and do them. But for the contest levels, it's uh, you get three runs and it's more of a high score based uh-huh. challenge. So then you get judged on your high scores for those who don't know. Um, but if you get a gold medal in all three of your contests, then you'll unlock a special video for each character. So uh, for the pro skaters, it's like a between a two and five minute clip of them uh, doing a bunch of tricks or going around doing weird stuff. Like Eric Costin, he's just playing Tony Hawk Pro Skater 2 for most of his <laughs> video. Um, Rodney <laughs> Mullen actually has a, a very, very technical video, and it looks it's unreal if you you got time just go on youtube and watch all these videos because they're they're crazy cool but yeah so if you want to unlock all your um all your unlockables are done through that so you can unlock your characters uh like we i had already mentioned with uh, wolverine and darth maul uh there's two characters unlockable who come default with maxed out stats and that's the uh the demoness and the neversoft eyeball oh cool and, uh, so the demoness i think you unlock after you beat the game like 11 times and the Neversoft Eye is once you beat it with every single character. Wow. Um, in addition to that, you can unlock uh, cheat codes after, uh, I think it's from 12 through 22 or something, you unlock a new cheat code every time you beat it. And there's uh, three additional levels you can unlock uh, through the career mode too, which is uh, the Warehouse, Burnside, and Roswell from the original Tony Hawk Pro Skater. And those you unlock by completing the game 100% with um, three, six, and nine characters, respectively. Man, wow. And you've done all this. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah, it, uh, That's you know, once I got going, it was, uh, I could beat it, uh, a casual run through 100% I could do in about an hour. So I just wow. threw down about one a day, and it wasn't too bad. Yeah, right. That's pretty impressive. You did that this month? I started a little bit early, but I also played Still. through Tony Hawk Pro Skater 1 and 2. <laughs> oh, my <laughs> God. Yeah, right on. You love your Tony Hawk. That's cool. That'll do. Right on. 
Okay. Um, well, let's get into, I mean, the gameplay. That is pretty much the meat and potatoes, I'd say, of Tony Hawk. Um, how did you guys find the controls? You know what? I'm actually going to start with P1 this time because he's kind of the, the newbie to the series along with myself. How did you feel as a newcomer getting into the controls? I, I didn't know what I was doing. So is there a tutorial? Did you find a tutorial or anything? Like, I didn't know what I was doing either. Is a tutorial? I st I turned the game on and I was like, "All right, career mode, let's do that." So I put it on and it was like, "Collect these letters, find the secret tape." And as they're showing you the, everything, like, turn off these valves at the foundry. They're showing you this little intro video, and it's like, "Okay, go do these things." I'm like, "Oh yeah, shit, I can do that. How hard can this be?" <laughs> so I get on my skateboard and I drive up. Or sorry, I, I skate up next to this guy, uh, <laughs> up to this guy who's standing at one of those valves. And I'm like, all right, I got to turn this off. And then I just roll on by and I'm like, oh, fuck. <laughs> I got to turn around and then I, so I managed to get turned around and I go back by him and I'm like, maybe I got to jump at him to turn it off. So I jump at him, but when I do, I hit the wall and then I fall off my board and then there's blood. So then I'm like, all right, well, I'm going to get up, and then I can turn this thing off. So then I get up, and I get back on the board, and I just roll away. I was like, all right, I'm having a hard time with these switches. So let's, let's go collect some of these letters. Uh, so then I skate around to find the letters. Uh, and at this point, the only thing I am able to do consistently is Ollie. Um, nice. That's like turning around in the air. Yeah. No, no. <laughs> jumping. Good terminology. You got it. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> So uh, I'm going around trying to get the letters, and like some of them are at the top of a of a pipe, a half pipe, a ramp. So it's like, all right, well, I'll just go fast enough that I get up higher and higher each time, like a pendulum. And then I would jump at the top, or Ollie at the top, or I'm not sure what it was he was doing, get the letter, and then uh, you have to land those. So if you're moving around or turning to try and do something other than just get ready for the fact that you're about to come hurtling back to the planet... Um, you fall off your board and you bleed. So I messaged Ryan and Mussy, and I said, uh, I'm, not a, I'm not having a very good time here. Ryan was like, <laughs> what's the problem? I said, well, I don't know how to do anything. I uh, The most points I've gotten is 230. Um, <laughs> 230. I, I can't collect this stuff. I, I don't know what any of these buttons do. Uh, I don't think I'm going to play anymore. And, and Ryan was like, well, didn't you do the tutorial? And I was like, hmm. So... I went back to the main screen, and lo and behold, um, if you're not uh, a stupid cow, there's the word tutorial three spaces down from career mode. Right so I went into that, and in the tutorial, they're talking to me like, we're going to go through some stuff, and we're going to teach you, and I feel like I'm watching like a video for kids almost, <laughs> but it's kids who understand the words that they're using. So it was like, we're going to perform a manual, and I'm like, oh, I don't know what that means. Uh, that's an addition. That's an addition to this game. So I'm curious to ask some of the vets about that. Yeah. So uh, anyway, I went through the tutorial, which was easier. I learned how to grind. Um, I learned that you should have your board facing in the direction that the wheels are when you land and not just sideways or whatever. <laughs> so that made it easier. I was able to collect all the, the letters of skate. Um, nice. And I was able to, to get... 14,400 points in my highest uh, thing. Um, awesome. I, I, Question. I, I, yeah. Did you unlock Canada? Yeah, I unlocked Canada. Uh, and nice. at that point, I was like, you know what? I'm home. I could probably stop. Um, <laughs> but, uh, I went to Canada, and I tried to find some stuff there. There was some guys 
But I, I, the guy stuck to the pole. I, I got him off. Um, nice. Oh, I also did the, the switches in the foundry. I figured out grind them because clearly the best way to, to turn off the coolant in a, in a power plant is probably to run your skateboard along its controls. Um, there you yeah. go. <laughs> yeah, so after the tutorial, controls were much easier to understand. I just wasn't very good at it. And I didn't, like, I don't know what you're supposed to, like, I don't know what move goes to what move. You know what I mean? So I wasn't able to really string things together because I would try and do a move that involves grabbing your board and waving it at the same time that I was trying to do a move that would be like a flip and it all just went to shit. So I wasn't very good at stringing the, the moves together. My combo numbers were very low, but the controls themselves were easy. If you were somebody who, who even had the remotest idea of the, the function of a human body, you would probably have a very easy time with it. But yeah, um, I was in the same boat as you. It's one of those games that you can learn it and you get used to it. And the more you do it, the more you master it. It's it's easy to to do it simply, but it's really hard to do it great. Um, within an hour, though, I was getting ten thousand points. I was up to a hundred thousand points. So the more you play it, the better you get, and uh, I can appreciate that. Um, but there, it is tricky. No, no pun intended, because doing the tricks is probably the hardest thing. Um, but it's one of those games that it feels good when you're doing good. It feels good. So yeah, you, you definitely appreciate the controls after a while. Um, but yeah, it sounds like me and you were kind of in the same boat. Uh, I want to ask the vets, uh, dubious, you played all them. I guess this had the addition of manuals. I'm not even sure what that means. It's when you ride on, um, two wheels. Okay. So, so how four. would you, how do you do that? You just, um, you hit, what do you like? I just, I just start flipping up and down like crazy until it, it, it just, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yep. That'll do it. Right on. <laughs> What did you think about the controls, especially for the series overall? I mean, you played it for so long. Did you ever have any troubles with it? Did you ever hate them and now you love them? I I, I kind of like um, actually the first game that kind of got me into the genre was this game called Grind Session that had much worse controls than Tony Hawk. Oh. So by the time I was playing Tony Hawk, it's like there's pretty much the same controls, just way better, like way better implemented than it was in Grind Session. So I was like, oh, this is awesome. Oh, right on. I didn't know that. I never knew about the competition. That's great. <laughs> right on. And then uh, so, yeah, Grind Session. Ryan, did you ever play Grind Session? Never heard of it. Oh, so you just went right into the, the creme de la creme. Yep. <laughs> right to Tony Hawk. <laughs> what did you think of the controls, Ryan? Did you like the addition of manuals in this in this uh, entry? Yes, uh, I think they're fantastic. Um, I believe in Tony Hawk 2, the, the big change from the first game was they had, was it the reverse or switches? The switch where you can, you can basically, if you land your trick, you double your points by tapping the shoulder button at the end. So basically times your... Whatever your whatever your trick you're trying to do by two, uh, okay. but with with ma uh, the manuals in this game, uh, it's just one thing I I use it for a lot is if I'm grinding on the area and then up, right before it comes to an end I'll jump off and I'll hit up down while I'm in the air so when I land I start manualing and then I can revert it with the just shoulder button and then hopefully if I can I'm close to another area I can jump onto another area to grind onto. And then eventually oh, wow. you can continuing your combos by doing the stuff like that. And you can keep anytime you uh, land a manual or another trick, you're, you're doubling your points. So or okay. it keeps adding to the multiplying of your tricks. Wow. I did not realize so you could just yeah, keep changing it, it's, combos. It's super crucial when it comes to like getting just insane combos. Like the manualing is so crucial to this game. Wow. Okay. Because, yeah, I was looking up online. I was curious what the highest uh, – 
score ever is. And I'm seeing a video right here for $284 million. So, <laughs> so I figured I'm missing something. I'm happy with my 120 k though. But uh, mm-hmm. uh, Enzi, what, what did you think about the this manual? And what did you think about the controls overall? Um, okay, well, in Pro Skater 1, you did not have manuals and you didn't have reverts. So if you wanted to get a high score... It was basically you just got to hold your grab tricks as long as you can in the air. And okay. it's actually, Pro Skater 1 is incredibly difficult to get very high scores. Mm-hmm. Um, but one little correction I'll give you is uh, the manual was actually added in Pro Skater 2. Oh, so that's just going to the manual. Yeah, so um, that's very possible. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, School 2 is uh, the level in Pro Skater 2 that I think is most associated with manual for some reason. But, okay. Uh, yeah, so up, down, or down, up will give you a manual or a nose manual. Um, so yeah, like, like like it was said, if you don't use those, you are not going to get a very high score. Right on. So it's crucial for uh, comboing your tricks and keeping everything in line. Uh, yeah, con- uh, side note, Grind Session is an awesome game. Uh, <laughs> it, 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 it's a little harder to play once you get used to Pro Skater 3. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. If you want to see a good review of that, there's a channel I found recently on YouTube called Rad Rat Video, where he just he makes only skateboarding videos, but he does a, a good job of um, putting out a, a skateboarding video game video almost every two or three weeks. Wow. So he's got a good uh, playlist on there. If you want to watch, he does reviews of uh, most of the Tony Hawk games. I think he just put up Tony Hawk Underground 2 recently, and he's moving up on that. But he did a lot of other the PlayStation 1 era was he brave enough to do uh thrasher (laughs) that he did yeah that's a tough one too i tried playing that and i couldn't get her done um is grind session is um a franchise or is it just the uh, standalone it's a single ps1 game yeah it's just the one game um okay i think uh tony hawk pro skater came out very shortly after or maybe it was before uh it was around the same time all right okay cool. cool um as far as controls go i think it uh I don't know. What version did you guys play it on? Um, I played the GameCube version. Yeah, I played the uh, the uh, Dolphin <coughs> version. <laughs> I was also GameCube. I was PS2. Uh, okay, so uh, I did most of my, my main run I did on the GameCube. So uh, I used the uh, analog stick on the GameCube controller for my tricks. Uh, when I play on PlayStation 2, which was my side console i guess i play a little bit of both to vary it uh but on that i need the d-pad i can't use that analog stick on there for oh, some reason interesting so hmm. i find uh depending on what console you're playing on and what controls you have available to you it actually changes how the game handles like um for your special tricks you'll have to do like a left right or maybe a down right and i find it easier with the analog stick to roll around but also then for some issues i'd have it where it wouldn't connect that i was going upright it would just do a right or something hmm. so then the, sometimes the d-pad would work better but on that gamecube you're not using the d-pad because that's garbage <laughs> yeah fair enough fair enough I, uh, I never thought about all the different controls because there's so many different versions yeah for me personally i need to play this game on a playstation controller um it the closest next thing to and i did try it out just to see the differences because i own tony hawk on two different consoles, Tony Hawk 3 on two different consoles. But mm-hmm. the majority, I did play it on um, PS2. Now, I did play it also on the 64, which I think fi- uh, plays fine because, I, for me, I do need a D-pad to play this game. That's, I don't know how anyone can play this game without a D-pad. I know some people can play with, the, with an analog stick, but for me, the combo system is very similar to me, 
like Mortal Kombat where it's like up down triangle or okay. you know back forward yeah. you know left right triangle or up down circle it's it's a lot of the combos are like that where to me with an analog stick I feels I, it just feels out of place um, but the the D pad and the, the C buttons on 64 controller lays out very similar to a PlayStation controller but for okay. me it, it really I I I know it might might run better on an Xbox but I I need that D-pad for for this game. You know, That's while, while you uh, while you brought up the N64 version here, um, I don't know if any if anyone else played the uh, the 64 or the PS1 version. That game is actually running on the engine from Pro Skater 2, so that game actually controls a lot different. So if you're not used to that, uh, that was a big shock for me when I tried playing it on PS1 because huh. I was used to it from PS2, and it's. It controls entirely different. So that's it, it a, feels crippled too by comparison. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Wow. And the, the funny thing is the first two games I think on the sixty four. Now I didn't play it on the PS one. The first two games I think play perfectly fine on the sixty four. Um this third one, on the other hand, it feels it does feel like it feels completely aged. And uh it just now you don't see stuff and I'll give you an example with the first level with the foundry. Uh, you can't see the distance in it like you can in the PS2 version, which you know it's I guess it's expected because it's older hardware, but it it just feels like it's running at a, sl- a slug's pace compared to how it runs on the PS2. You can't see like the distance, like the, end of the, the draw, the draw distance for the like wow. you can only see like half the level until you get to that half point point. Now there's no loading or anything, but it's just right. the draw distance isn't there compared to how it is. And the previous games, how I think uh, if the previous two games run perfect, I think, on the N64, uh, or at least just good enough. But yeah. uh, for this game, I don't think it runs that well on the 64. And that's not also, even a very uh, big level. Also, those older or the uh, the last gen editions of it also had uh, somewhat different goals on certain levels mm-hmm. because uh I don't know any specifics of it. I just read this. I didn't actually uh, play too far into it, but apparently... Mm-hmm. On like a PS One and the sixty four, uh, not all the goals are the same as they are in the modern versions. Well, I say it's modern, like, but there's that one goal where it tells you to go uh, get a job and then buy a PS Two. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. I remember that goal. <laughs> um, so uh, I guess probably nobody here has played the Game Boy versions. I played I the Game Boy Advance ones a little bit. Okay, um, what are they like? What kind of perspective is it? Weird isometric garbage. <laughs> that's the icon, I guess. <laughs> Actually, yeah, that's weird. I uh, I played Pro Skater Four. I had that on Game Boy Advance, but wow. yeah, that it's it's much different. It's almost hard to play because you only have A and B rather than having a four button face. So it's, uh, well, it's there a there is very the, big change the, of pace. There is the shoulder buttons too for the Game Boy Advance version. Yeah, that's that's correct. That's true. But, that's true. Well, I I did play that one because I think is one of the games I I bought a Game Boy Advance on launch, and I want to say I think is one of the first few games to come out, uh, for for that console. So, you know, meaning another game I bought Tony Hawk Pro Skater Three, I believe, for the console, and yeah, it's that over. It's it's fine, but the over the top view, it's it just compared to how it is, uh, on the PS2, it's nothing the same, you know. Yeah. Fair enough. Wow. I'm still shocked that I wonder how well those Game Boy versions sold. It'd be interesting to know. Um, okay, let's talk a bit about the uh, the different levels. Um, I only played the first two, much like uh, my brother. Um, so my favorite level is the Foundry. <laughs> <laughs> 
but I've seen a lot of people getting high scores in Canada. I don't even know how that's possible. I tried playing that. I was terrible at it compared to the Vandry. Um, but yeah, uh, how about uh, how about you guys? Uh, Dubious, what, what was your favorite level or maybe least favorite level, whichever? Uh, least favorite's definitely Tokyo because that, that, that level's just whack. But uh, I really liked uh, L.A. The airport is classic. And then Rio is also pretty amazing. I, I think of all the Tony Hawk games, this one, Tony Hawk 3 probably has some like overall the best level set. Okay, cool. Um, what what, uh, what level did you get your highest score in? Do you know? Rio. Rio, all right. What was your highest score, just out of curiosity? Um, this time around, it wasn't too great. In the past, I've gotten three to four million on Rio before. Holy crap. <laughs> all right. Uh, how about uh, Ryan? What was your favorite or least favorite? Um, my favorite level is the airport. Uh, maybe it's because that's the one I got the highest score on. Nice, <laughs> but it's nice. And it's... Now, I'll see it'll be a plug for Jay Dubious's video here, but his review for Tony Hawk 3, he mentions about the the baggage claim area where you, if you can max out a lot of points on. That's exactly what I did. I just kept going in a U-shape up and down the escalator around nice. the, the bar, leading like a U-shape back to the other side, coming back down, just keep continuously doing it. And yeah. I didn't break a million, but I got close to 600,000. Wow, right on. That's pretty impressive. Uh, least uh, favorite level, is, I have to agree, it is probably Tokyo because... It's a competition level, and man, like if you fall down, it's so hard to get. Uh, at least for me, it was. It's very difficult with the one minute you're given in the competition levels uh, uh, to uh, get a lot of points. And if you fall down in that level, you're, you know, it's incredibly hard to get gold. So wow. that one's my least favorite. All right. Um, how about you, Enzi? Um, my least favorite is actually. Not so much anymore, but when I was a, a kid playing this, it was suburbia because there's like a haunted house in the back. And for some reason, that always creeped me out. <laughs> so I'd have to go in there to get the secret tape. And you have to yeah. first, you got to help the thin man is a goal. You got to give him an axe and he breaks the doors down. But something about that level always just creeped me out. And I did not like playing that. Sounds creepy. I've, I've since gotten over my fear of the haunted house, but <laughs> it's still uh, it's still in the back of my mind. Subconsciously, it's there. Yeah. Uh, favorite level? Uh, that's tough. Um, I really enjoyed a lot of the levels. There's, I'm looking at my list here of them, and I can't uh, think of anything that's really standing out for me. If I was to go and play probably a single session, it would probably be Canada. Yeah. Um, I found I could get all the goals in that, all the goals, stat points, hidden deck in one two-minute run on that one. Wow. So I just got very familiar with it. Nice. Um. Yeah, what, one thing I found different about Pro Skater 3 compared to the first two games is that in Pro Skater 1 and 2, all of the levels were based very directly on real-world skate spots. Um, so, like, you would find, like, in uh, School 2, for example, uh, there's a stair set, right? This is in Pro Skater 2. There's a stair set right at the beginning. Uh, it's huge, and it's it's a, a real-life spot where guys have, like, broken legs and stuff trying to do. Uh, called It's called the Leap of Faith. Jamie Thomas is known for doing that one too. Wow! Cool. And then there's a there's a number of like real spots where if you if you watched the videos of the era, you would have recognized while playing the game. Uh, but with Pro Skater Three, that wasn't quite the same. I know they're all based off of uh, real places, um, or most of them at least. But they don't they're not nearly as recognizable to skateboarders as uh, the previous games. So that's something that kind of stuck out to me. Interesting choice. I wonder why they did that. Because 
that seems like they'd have more than enough options of picking real places. I wonder why they didn't. Just to make it more customizable. I'm for thinking them. they probably just wanted to make it more arcade feeling and appeal yeah. more general to because they I guess like the first one was designed for skateboarders to play. And then as it got it probably blew up way more than they were expecting. So then they wanted to right. just they realized it was people or a majority of the players weren't gonna recognize them anyway. So I'm guessing they just kinda uh put yeah. them aside after that. Fair enough. I think yeah, I think you probably nailed it there. Actually, um, you know what? I'm going to go back on that. My favorite level is probably Warehouse, the unlockable one, because that's uh, oh. just a classic level from Pro Skater 1. Um, yeah. Also, uh, none, of, none of us played on the Xbox, but there was a uh, another level that was only on the Xbox version called Oil Rig. So that's a fun fact for you. Yeah, did you ever get the chance to play that one? Is that a level you've never played? I, I don't think I have played it. I've never had the Xbox version of Pro Skater 3. So. That's crazy that you've... There's a level... That you've never played, and you've like 300% of this game. <laughs> I only found out about it actually last month when I started doing some research on the game. But yeah, it's very uh, cool. Something, something new for me, I guess I get to experience it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. We're we're gonna have to find somebody who has that, and we'll we'll hook you up with that. That sounds like a like a goal now. now. Um, all right. How about you, P1? You like the Foundry like- or Canada? Uh-huh. I I would say the Foundry was my least favorite. I fell in the lava a lot. And <laughs> I couldn't figure There's out like how one to get. Little... I couldn't figure out how to get on top of the rafters and like, because when you start, there's like these little stairwells, but you can't you can't ollie to them, jump to them, ollie jump. You can't ollie jump to them. We call it OJ in the in the circles I run in. Um, <laughs> East Coast slang. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Uh, and I, I mean, Canada. I guess would be my favorite, just because it reminded me of home. Um, I did get that guy uh, unstuck from the post. Felt pretty good about that. Felt like I did a good deed. Um, I was also looking. Apparently, the uh, PS One and N Sixty Four one have uh, something called downhill, which is a level unique to them. Didn't know that. Um, and the Game Boy Advance has something called the Zone, which is unique to that. And the Game Boy Color has something called. Well, it's not something called it. It's Paris. They have Paris, France, apparently, in the Game Boy Color version. So, yeah, some unique things for for almost every version. It's pretty cool. Um, yeah, so I guess that's the levels. Uh, Enzi, what's your highest score? Do you know what your highest score ever was? Um, I, I, I couldn't tell you off the top of my head. I think it's probably somewhere around 2 million. Wow. Do you know what your Give highest is this month, by chance? Um... I'm just curious uh, was, who's winning the Beat My Score Challenge. I, I know I didn't get it this month. I thought about going for it, but I think I only got up to around maybe 800,000 or something, or maybe 1.2 million. Oh, yeah. Around there. Oh, I wasn't, only uh, 800,000 to 1.2 million. Okay. Yeah, I wasn't <laughs> <laughs> taking it easy this month. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I figured I'd let, uh, let myself off the hook there. Let the new blood come in. All right, cool. <laughs> All right. Um,. Ryan, are we allowed? Are we able to announce who's currently winning that right now? Uh, as of last checked, uh, WGS eighty defense is at oh, yes. uh, one million thirty two thousand one hundred ninety for top score. Wow! Uh, I don't see highest combo posted yet for for him. Uh, okay, I imagine he probably has that too. <laughs> Jake actually <laughs> blew us like off have- Overwatch yeah. two nights in a row to play more Tony Hawk to try and beat Matt. Yeah, That's I think what I Jake like here. I think he might have passed him last night. I think he has like 1.3 mil or something. 
Yeah, we were like, Jake, we need one more to finish this group for Overwatch. We're going to push to get some legendary achievements. Uh, are you in? And he was like, we got to grind, man. we got to grind. <laughs> <laughs> I like seeing that rivalry going on between those two. It's pretty cool. Got to get my ollies up. Yeah. Get your ollies in there. Yep. Can I, all right. Can I ask uh, a quick there, question to the pros here? Probably uh, yeah. NZ, probably you or Dubious. Uh, what is your challenge? Um, what is your strategy for maybe balancing uh, on the grind more? Like, do you have a strategy to make it easier? Because that's one of the things I found the most struggle with for me is uh, for grinding is trying to keep my balance. Is there a way you guys, any tips you guys have for for maybe help staying my, on the? You know all my tips. You don't. You don't think I. <laughs> I could give you we'll grind tips. The first two levels, but uh, <laughs> we'll talk about it later in the game here. So, for, for, yeah, uh, go you, go, you can go ahead. You're good. Uh, basically, what I do is I just try and uh, I tap it very quickly and try and keep the meter as centered as possible. But I also just ollie a lot. I find the least you're on the rail, then the better chance you have of not going over. So I'll once I get that grind on, I'll do ollies and kickflips and whatever to stay in the air as much as possible so you don't have to worry about your grind meter going too crazy dubious yeah i i have a similar uh theory to that but what i like to do is i like to try and switch between grind services as often as possible usually doing like a kickflip in the middle like this is especially doable on um what would you say like the um the airport level so like there's like those um escalators or whatever and there's also like those like um, the flat escalators that just like move you along. I'm sure those have a name, but I can't think of it. Um, but on those in the center, there's like those thick grind rails. If you go absolutely crazy, you can you can flip between uh, the two grind rails like every like half second if you do wow. it right. So you're like patap 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 between the two of them, and like oh. you'll get and then you after that hop off that, go into a manual, and then just kind of hop back onto it, and then be like just hit every grind surface you basically can as fast as you can. And instead of worrying about your balance, I would just say, just keep bouncing back and forth everything as fast as you can. That right, also um, keeps your multiplier much higher too. So you end up getting a way higher score than if you would just uh, ride out the whole grind. Wow. What, um, what's like the highest multiplier you guys have ever gotten? I can't it? remember. In the 30s, Does it go past 99? I think I've done that in the past. I think I've gotten it um, when I was a kid. I used to always just go on, uh, turn on the cheats. So yeah. I turn on like a perfect rail. I think back because those uh, for the contest, I sucked as a kid. So I would just turn on a perfect rail and I would just keep mashing X and Y to switch my grinds. I think I must have had that over 120 or something. Holy crap. Wow. So, Ryan, I'm going to give you some tips for balance. Um, sure. It's a well-known fact that the more points of contact you have on the surface, the more stable you will be. So the, the the best method for maintaining your balance is to keep all four wheels on the ground. <laughs> I'm going to write this down. This is some real pro tips right here. Wow. Some sage advice. That is uh, so the leader of the Beat My Score Challenge, P1. Uh, additional note information. So appreciate that. Um. Anything wish, else game? I wish that I could right now just like drop a tweet of like a three million score and be like, oh, I'm just trolling. I actually, I, you know, I crushed this. I can't do that. That would be awesome. But. <laughs> you know, NC, you mentioned about the, you know, as a kid using cheats. I also as a kid used the cheats because my the balancing drove me nuts as a kid. So like I always would put perfect balance on. Uh, and I, I would almost 
recommend probably for beginners to this game, maybe just play with the cheats on to learn the game a little bit. Player one. Um, <laughs> what's up? Player one. I'm thinking that might be a good way for him to get out to uh, maybe make his way over to Rio. Yeah. You slid that in right yeah, slick, and Zio was like, uh, who said that? <laughs> if you're, uh, yeah, I know on GameCube, I think... Uh, Basically, you go from the main menu, options, cheats. On GameCube, the code to unlock all the cheats is uh, marked cards. And I think on PlayStation 2, it's backdoor, or maybe it's vice versa. I still remember those from a kid because I put them in so much. But yeah, see, there's a, one cheat for perfect rail and another one for perfect manual. Is there and a if you just using have... cheats beat my score this, this month? Is there one with it. cheats, one without? We can oh, try for, for beginners. A begin- we'll call it beginners, Tony. Oh, I'm not going to use the cheat because we're on the honor system, right? So it's just our word. So I'm going to yes. give you my word that I didn't use the cheats. Simpson skateboard, classic. My God. All right, let's get into the soundtrack. Actually, no, I, got one, I got All one right, more go gameplay ahead. thing. Um, yeah, if you're, you're on the on the PlayStation 2 version, there's actually a demo for Kelly Slater. No, for uh, Sean Sean Palmer's pro snowboarding or something. Oh, snowboarding. Yeah, so Neversoft, like like you had said earlier, the Activision O2 label, they just started, once the Tony Hawk caught on, they just started pumping out these sports action games. There was a, mm-hmm. a Matt Hoffman BMX game, Kelly Slater's yeah. pro surfer, who's actually an unlockable character, and then uh, Sean Palmer's pro snowboarder. So... There's also a demo for a, for a snowboarding game on the PlayStation 2 version, and maybe on the maybe on Xbox or PC as well. I don't actually know for sure, but the GameCube version doesn't have it. So I don't know. Did any any of you guys try that one out at all? Not yet. I did see the demo though. Uh-huh. I was gonna probably try it out. I I did remember because I did the one the one code the cheat I did use is to unlock all the characters because it's been for, I haven't played this game for a long for you know ages, and I really wanted to try. Darth Maul and Wolverine out again. And if I do remember trying out Kelly Slater, because he's ridiculous with his giant surfboard. Yeah, he's got a huge surfboard for yeah. his skateboard. It's hilarious. It's ridiculous. <laughs> That's great. And I think I think Darth Maul's got Darth Maul's got like a hoverboard, I think. Too. Yeah, he's got a hoverboard. That's super cool. Yeah. That is cool. Huh. It's a pretty unique uh, game here. I gotta give credit to Neversoft. They uh, they knew what they were doing. All right, cool. Well, anything else gameplay wise from anybody else? I think uh, I think we pretty much nailed it there. Uh, the soundtrack, Tony Hawk known for uh, having licensed music in their games. Uh, what did you guys think of the soundtrack? We'll start with Enzi. What did you think? You know, most people that I've talked to will claim that Pro Skater 2 has the better soundtrack. But for me, the soundtrack in Pro Skater 3 is top notch. Nice. Um, I know I for years I had just downloaded this soundtrack and I had that on my iPod for my skateboarding music. So I'd be skateboarding in real life playing to the same music as the game. That's pretty cool, uh, actually. <laughs> I think uh, the most popular Tony Hawk song is probably Superman from Pro Skater 1. That's the one everyone... Mm-hmm. Tony Hawk by Tony Hawk? With the, with the, <laughs> yeah, basically. That's the song everyone associates with the series. But for me, uh, I like the Blitzkrieg bop from the Ramones. Yeah. That was, I think, the uh, the first time I'd heard that song was playing the game. And I just I didn't know what it was called. I just called it A.O. Let's Go. Yeah. Because <laughs> that's like the, the main chant everyone hears. Um, yep. There's CKY has 96 Quite Bitter Beings. That's another one of my favorites. That's actually uh, Bam Margera's brother's band. So mm. 
mm-hmm. kind of interesting that they got that in there. And my my all time favorite track from the game was uh, Dell the Funky Homo Sapien had a song yeah. in there. <laughs> um, what's it called? If you must. So it's basically this guy rapping about how you you got if you're going on a date you gotta wash up because you. It's, it's ahead, or, or else you be funky. Yeah, say the lyrics. Come on, I want you to right. say. Here, I don't. I don't know. I'm gonna look these up real quick because uh, hilarious. If you look them up, you have to actually yes. Yeah, um, <laughs> it's a rap. It's hip hop song. It's, so it's something like it. it's important to practice good hygiene at least if you want to roll with my team. Um, I'm about to get into some shit that I've seen. This fool's breath ferments so bad it'll melt your ice cream. <laughs> Uh, yeah, let's find some of the best lyrics here. Um, just to the just as the there. days went without bathing, he felt manly and not like a maiden. He had one dread and fungus. He said he worked on people's toilets with plungers. So <laughs> then the, uh, the chorus for this is, you got to wash your ass if you must. You got to wash your hair if you must. You got to brush your teeth if you must. Or else you'll be funky. <laughs> right on. So, wow. I remember back in high school, my buddy had like a, a 1988 Buick or something, and we would just cruise down Main Street in town, blasting this song as loud as we could, and it was hilarious. Because <laughs> we'd just be cruising past the high school, and you'd see. Uh, I, I'm just looking at these lyrics. I'm trying, like, some of this I don't even feel comfortable saying on the podcast. <laughs> like, I'm sure few it's would. Hilarious. <laughs> That's funny. Real? But yeah, that's for sure the, my number one track on there. If you haven't uh, listened to it, go just go search it up. Dell the Funky Homo Sapien, if you must. Man, what a name! Even the the name of the artist, it's good stuff. <laughs> how about uh, how about you, J Dubs? What did you uh, was your what did you think of the soundtrack? Uh, I really liked it. I um, I usually turned off a number of the hip hop songs, like the KRS One song and the Red Man song. Always kind of annoyed me on the uh, soundtrack, but for the most part, I really liked it and. When I was listening to it, I was like really getting into punk rock at the time too. So like having like the Ramones on there and AFI, I was like all in, all about it. So I, I love that. And if, I, it's funny um, that w- uh, we mentioned "If You Must." I actually bought the that album. I liked that song so much back in the day. <laughs> wow, I gotta check this song out. I don't think I, I don't even remember hearing it when I was playing. It sounds like something I would remember. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. All right. How about you, Ryan? What uh, what do you think of the soundtrack? It's it's fantastic. I love it. It's if it's one of those things where it hits me perfectly because I mean all Tony Hawk's soundtracks are very similar where they feature like a combination of punk rock and hip hop. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I've always been a fan of punk rock. I've been in several punk rock bands growing up. Uh, yeah. But uh, oh, Maria, what, what what was your uh... Did you sing? Or did you play the instrument? What you... I was a drummer for most of the time, but I, I did learn how to play guitar and bass uh, throughout that time too. Wow! Right on. But uh, for for this soundtrack, I uh, I mean AFI was it's great. This one AFI was still a respectable band, and uh, CKY is great. Um, the, the, you know, Del the Funky Homo Sapiens great. Uh, but <laughs> one of the ones I always thought was I, I still kind of associate specifically with this game is uh, Amoeba by uh, the Adolescents. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Uh, because for for me, I didn't know what the, the I didn't know what the song was called or what they're saying. To me, it just sounded <laughs> like him saying Tony Hawk. You know, the band singing Tony Hawk. To me, that's what I just. <laughs> but he's saying he's saying Amoeba. He's saying Amoeba. I don't know. I just I just. 
it's just something like me playing this song. I never, I never looked at the names. I just like listen. I'm like, oh, there's that Tony Hawk song, and uh, I believe it's also in Grand Theft Auto Five. So I remember when I picked that game up. I'm driving around and listening to the rock station, and this song comes up. I'm like, oh, the Tony Hawk song, Tony Hawk. And then I eventually I had to look up. I was like, what's this called? And it's Amoeba by the Adolescents. Nice. So, right on. It's funny how some songs are like that, and then even when you know the correct lyrics, you still remember it the other way. It's just funny how that works. Um, okay, cool. How about uh, how about you, P1? What, what did you think of this soundtrack? Uh, Red Man is my spirit animal. So. <laughs> Big fan. Let's Big get fan. dirty. Let's get dirty. This is actually, he uh, samples this on Christina Aguilera's al- a song, Dirty. Um, really? Yeah, I think at that point she was going by Extina. But yeah, he samples this on that, um, the barking and a lot of the the chorus parts come in there. Um, so yeah, this soundtrack is fantastic. Anything that has Red Man on it, it's my cash money. Dubious turned it off, so unfortunately, this will be the last time he's on the show. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> that that uh, Red Man song, one of the funniest things I found in that is that it says the lyrics are, "When I'm making my dress code is all black. When I'm making the moves, similar to the new PlayStation Two." Yeah. So when when you're playing on the GameCube, they actually censor PlayStation Two so that you can't hear what? it. Mm-hmm. No way! So well, that must I, be why I didn't like the song. Then I played the GameCube version. Uh, there <laughs> so you go. You're forgiven. You're forgiven. I'm just I'm just against censorship, you guys. You can't help it if the club's only packing a G. You can't help it. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, with that said, let's. Uh, I think that's pretty much it for the soundtrack. I think we all set our points. But let's get into the graphics. Now, this is where, depending on the version you played, could change drastically. Um, but the PS2 and the GameCube version, I think, are pretty much similar. Um, Wouldn't the soundtrack, because there's, there's no way Red Man oh, was yeah. in the Game Boy Color. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. How did the <laughs> What's the soundtrack like with? for those? Is it chip tunes of these songs? Because that's cash money, if that's the case. That would be amazing. <laughs> no, we're going to look into that. I'm not sure about that, but for the 64 version, I don't believe every song is included. That's uh, I think it's got like about half the soundtrack. Oh, I think no. even on the on the GameCube version, I think uh, I feel like there might be one song missing on the GameCube version, and I think there's four uh, or three or four that didn't make it onto the PS1 64 versions. Yeah, it makes sense, I guess. Wow. Um, so yeah, we're gonna have to look into the uh, hand <laughs> handheld ones. It's very interesting. Um. All right, yeah, so the level design, there are some things, I think uh, Ryan mentioned earlier, you could do some things in a level which open up other areas in the level, um, and there are certain things that you can grind on and things like that that you could interact with the level. Um, I thought that was pretty cool, and I didn't, I remember that from the previous games, but I, I didn't get too much of it in this one, obviously. Um, yeah, my blood all over the ground, I remember graphics-wise. I remember dying a lot. Um, just j- jumping into like like Pua mentioned earlier, the the pits and stuff like that, and you had the ability to customize what your guy looks like. Did anybody uh, customize or look? And what did you guys think about uh, the graphics in general? We'll start with uh, we'll start with you, P one. What did you think about the graphics? Uh, they looked alright, I guess. Um, they're GameCube graphics, so they're like that that era graphics. All I right, like I did like that the stages changed because when I collected. I think it was when I collected all the letters to skate. It opened up like a secret door at the back of the foundry that could take me into like this big dome. Like a big that was uh, that... grinding the valves. Oh, is that what it was? Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I went in there and I was like, oh, cool. I can do a bunch of tricks in here. I couldn't, but I'm sure Enzi probably could have. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, dubious and Enzi are chilling out in there all day. But <laughs> all right, cool. Um, what did Enzi? What did you think about the graphics in this one? Um, you know, coming from uh, Pro Skater Two, it's a huge step up. Uh, the new engine, the new hardware, it looks. If you're used to the previous two games, it's a giant leap forward. Right. I right. thought uh, even today, going back, uh, Pro Skater One and Two are kind of hard to play because they look pretty terrible. Yeah. Um, but Pro Skater Three and Four, I think, still. I mean, they don't look great, but they still are. I guess maybe it might be because I put so much time into it. I'm just used to it. But I thought it looked pretty good. Uh, yeah. As far as le- level design, I thought it was done very well. Um, almost every level had a hidden area to unlock. Um, like P1 said, there was that back bowl and foundry. Um, in Canada, there was a you could grind on this uh, rope and you would knock unlock it to Morton's. Uh, yeah, they should have put that in there. <laughs> there was a a lever you could do and it would kind of like open up a half pipe uh, and turn it into a launch ramp because you, you almost needed that to get the secret tape. Um, Rio had a hidden pool in the back. Uh, Suburbia had that haunted house area. There was like an airport. Uh, sorry, there was a helicopter in the airport that you could uh, grind on. Um, cool. Skater Island, obviously, you could go outside and get that pirate ship and stuff. Um, and in Tokyo, I don't know if you guys know this when you see Hey Tokyo, but there is a there's a big circle that if you grind the cables holding it, unlocks it. Or that's huh. like a super crazy uh, mega park in the back there. But that, yeah, I don't know. I thought the level design, the fact that they added in all these little, little individual quirks, or like the earthquake on Los Angeles, it just, it t- it took a, a a level that you were once you got used to it, and then it added something more. So once you finally felt like you're mastering it, you'd all of a sudden open something up, and it was like, oh, we got more to do here. So it keeps uh keeps the game from getting stale that way. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Did you ever uh, customize your look? Uh, I didn't do anything for the pro skaters or anything, but. I did play uh, a, a run through with the custom, the custom NZ skater. Um, nice. That was fun. I used to always do it like I dressed the guy up just stupid, but <laughs> no, I actually made him look like a normal version of myself in the game. Nice. Yeah, and so you did make it into Tony Hawk. You actually made I, it into I, number three. I suppose I did. I hadn't <laughs> even uh, considered that yet. Yeah, right on. Um, right on. One thing you had touched on here was the dying as well. Um, yeah. So like when you uh, land sideways, whatever, your guy will just like fall off the board and there's blood all over the ground. Yep. I think that was a I, I love the way that it works because it looks like a natural skateboarding fall. And then they'll take his time. He'll grab the board, get up and start going again. And I don't know about you guys, but when you only got two minutes to go, I am oh. mashing that A button as hard as I yeah. possibly can because I, I know <laughs> I don't have time here. I think that's with uh, when Robomoto took over development for uh Pro Skater HD and Pro Skater 5, they uh, they got rid of that. So when you fall, uh, it just goes to ragdoll physics, and then the screen flashes white, and all of a sudden you're back on the board. Oh. Huh. And I think that I didn't really realize it. It was kind of like a subconscious thing, but it takes away that panic of mashing the button, getting ready to go. And yeah. it, uh, it really uh, lowers the suspense and the hype for that one. So if you ever play Pro Skater HD, which is a... It's a downloadable compilation almost of uh, Pro Skater 1 and 2 for 360 and PS3. Um, or Pro Skater 5. Don't buy Pro Skater 5. Don't ever play that game. Okay. But <laughs> that's, uh, yeah, that's something you'll notice almost immediately. It just doesn't feel the same. I think the dying, just 
they did a good job in underground too is that you could like uh mash one of the buttons when you would fall and then you could get your guy more pissed off and like if you'd max it out uh smash his board or chuck it at stuff and then <laughs> i think you would oh that's cool special meter too but yeah throughout the series they have done little differences with the way you wipe out so that's good to know i never thought about it i i remember being frustrated it, it, would, it would come up landed sideways i'm like no i i know for sure i did not land i would curse and uh with the short time i've had this month i remember cursing because i'm just get up get up get up but anyway. you, tony <laughs> yeah pretty much yeah all right uh ryan what did you think about the uh, the graphics and did you customize your look no customization for me whatsoever i don't like it <laughs> <laughs> I play as the pros. I don't like how if that's the way they're designed, that's the way I'm playing them as. Uh, right. But uh, for graphics, I think it's fine. I think some of the guys, but it's the sign of it's just because it's the era of PS2, GameCube, Xbox. Uh, they have a little bit of the Max Payne face, you know, going on. Yeah. Uh, you know, yeah. You know what I'm talking about? It's just, just the one look, maybe like squinting a little bit. Yeah, uh, a little blank. Yeah. This doesn't doesn't bother me that much, and the, the people I guess you know like involved like knocking Chuck off the pole. They're all just like generically small guys because they're not important, you know. <laughs> uh, but I do like some of the animations. Uh, I'll give an example. Like if you skate as Darth Maul, uh, he's got like the dark Jedi grind, I think it's called. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, it's it's just because like he's skating around with a hoverboard and a double edged lightsaber. It's just a really cool animation. Uh, and Wolverine's got his like berserker barrage, whatever flip or something, uh, I think. So it's like little stuff like that, like little animations. Uh, uh, Bam Margera's jackass special where he kicks the board into his face. You know, uh, <laughs> it's it's like stuff like that. I you know I think I love. I think it's great. You know, stands out for me. Yeah. Nice little touches. Yeah, it's a good point. Uh, how about you, Dubious? What do you think of the graphics? Did you customize your look? Uh, not this time around. When I first played the game, I played with a custom character. Um, I think the graphics are good. I also think it's worth mentioning with the first two Tony Hawks. Um, it's a much better experience if you play them on Dreamcast. Yep. Oh, oh yeah, that's right. I never even thought of that. Because, the, like, yeah, those ones have drastically, like, their graphics are almost as good as Tony Hawk 3 is on, like, a PS2 or a GameCube. Oh, so yeah. if you are if you haven't played those old school ones and you do want to, the Dreamcast is the place to do it for sure. That's, know, that's a good advice. Statement. Yeah. But other than that, yeah, I mean, it's like, the game's a workhorse. It like it looks as good as it needs to, and it's still fun today. So, yeah, yeah. I, I noticed that when I was playing, like, the for for the age that it came out, I think it looks pretty darn good. But I guess it's hard to remember back then. And and like Enzi said earlier, the leap from PS One to this would have been giant. So, good on them. All right. Well, is there anything else graphics wise? P One. How about you? Did I ask you yet? In NHL 93, when you hit a guy, he bleeds. <laughs> um, yeah. if, if he gets injured, he lays on the ice, his legs twitch, blood comes out of his head. Oh, my they, God. They took that out in NHL 94, and the series hasn't been the same since. And I feel like Enzi's statement of them removing the blood from future Tony Hawks would have the same effect to me if I was as fanatical about skating as hockey fans are about hockey. I should bleed. I fucked up. I fucked up. Actions have reactions. Well, my action was to not land this ollie. So I should bleed. You mean your ollies. That's what, that's what should happen. I can't manuel, so I should bleed. Manuel. I mean, my, my foundry looked like the scene from a, a Saw movie. 
<laughs> that's just how it should be. You know what I mean? You got and I yeah I don't know I, I I'm glad I haven't played the future Tony Hawks because of well my complete lack of skill, but because that would also frustrate me as well. Yeah, it takes away from it. I agree completely. Well, kids, see, that's and that's the see that's the problem with kids. They don't realize when you fuck up, there's repercussions. Kids grew up playing. To- see, listen, Enzi grew up playing Tony Hawk Three. Enzi knows. I don't drop the beat at the right time. I lose fans. The dance floor clears out. I fucked up. Right. He knows. Right. He learned that because Tony Hawk made him bleed. I guess. <laughs> Little me played NHL '93. You know, I go skate across the center of the ice with my head down. Scott Stevens comes along, gives me the old Eric Lindros, what for? Stevens. <laughs> and I lay on the ice, I twitch, my little head bleeds. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I learned, I make mistakes, there's repercussions. Kids today, they fall off their board. All they learn is, uh, you know what, somebody else will take care of it. That's a problem for somebody else. Everything will be fine. I'm just going to keep doing what I do. And that's the problem. Yeah. Twice screen shows up, I'm back. Good to go. That's right. Exactly. Oh, it doesn't matter if I doesn't matter if I ollied and tried to land it and I didn't land it because everything's going to be all right because that's just the way it is. That's how the world is. That's not how the world is. There's repercussions. Go back and play. So if you're a parent and you're listening to this show, make your children play NHL 93. Make their heads bleed. Make them play Tony Hawk Pro Skater. Make them bleed. They got to learn. Sage advice once again. <laughs> Scott Stevens reference. This is <laughs> So uh, let's get into our lasting impressions. Uh, overall thoughts sort of on the game. Do you think the game still holds up today? Would you still recommend this to somebody today um, who's interested in maybe getting into this series? Uh, let's start with you first, Jay Dubious. 100%. It's, uh, I think it's, I think of um, almost every game on that system, it's like one of the best aged games, like almost ever, I think. In terms of especially of like, in terms of like 3D games, it, it is aged so well. It's just as much fun as when it came out in what, like two thousand one, two thousand two. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, I would, I, I couldn't recommend this game more. Wow, that's that's big, big praise. And I guess it earns that uh, perfect ten on Gamespot that it got. So yeah, it's it's neat to hear that somebody who who loved it back then still loves it today and still recommend it. Um, how about you, Ryan? Uh, I still think it holds up. I I was curious to play because I really haven't played this game in over a decade. Because uh, when for me, when it comes back to playing Tony Hawk's, I usually will fire up Tony Hawk too, because I have the most nostalgia for that one on the Dreamcast. Uh, but I was excited to play this again because I haven't played it in a long time, and it still held up. Uh, for the last week and a half, I've been uh, just I've I'll, even at work, I've been thinking I'm like, how can I? What am I? What can I do wrong to get a higher score? You know, so I've been looking for tips. I've been thinking so. It had me playing it for hours when I get home. Uh, I'm still playing it. It's fantastic. I, it feels great. It it doesn't feel like it's aged, you know, or like oh this, this better my memory. This still, you know, it's still fun. Um, if you're if you're a fan of what you play for Tony Hawk Three, I I do recommend playing Tony Hawk Underground or Thug, because uh, that one actually has a story mode to it. Uh, so. That cool. like if you're looking for something a little bit else, little else that's very similar to this one, I recommend that one a lot. Uh, but most for the most part, I think one through four uh, still still are a lot of fun. So I recommend this game a lot. Right on. That's that's uh, more high praise. Wow. How well, about, it's, uh, oh, sorry before I go on, it's also no, dirt ahead, cheap. Sorry. It's dirt cheap, almost on anything. So true uh, enough. You can go to almost any you know thrift store and find it for a buck or two. So yeah. 
Yeah, not just game stores. Like these actually show up in, uh, <laughs> in like pawn shops and stuff all the time, all the time. Um, how about uh, Enzi? Your overall thoughts? Um, I think this is probably one of my top ten games of all time. It's a great game. If you're if you don't know anything about skateboarding, you're gonna have fun playing it. It's a it's a high paced action arcade game. Um, I don't even know if I would call it a sports game specifically, because uh, when I think sports games, I think more simulator. But it's a sports arcade game. So if you're not mm-hmm. into skateboarding, you're gonna have a lot of fun playing the game either way. If you are into skateboarding, you probably won't enjoy it as much, um, because you'd be looking more for a game like like EA Skate series, which is more of a a simulator and less arcadey. So if you're into skateboarding and you want a game that's more realistic skate would be your game um but if you don't care about realism you just want to have fun tony hawk is for sure the best way to do it uh pro skater 3 i believe is in my opinion is the the pinnacle of the pro skater series wow um i think i'd probably prefer tony hawk's underground um it's uh because i i enjoyed that story mode that gave me a little bit of more of a taste of like um, you know, going from skateboarding in your backyard to uh, to all of a sudden being on the shop team and then get picked up by a board sponsor. And it gives you more of that uh, progression story elements, like an RPG almost, that you would kind of e- expect from a game. Cool. Um, Underground 2 is uh, basically jackass the game. Um, tons of fun, actually. Uh, you get different goals, and it's, it's not as much about the skateboarding, just having fun and doing crazy stuff. But if you're playing on... Uh, PC, then Tony Hawk Underground 2 has a, there's a mod for it called Thug Pro, which basically gives you every level from the first six Tony Hawk games. So that's a good way. Uh, wow, just a little, that's little huge. Reference there. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's all based on the Underground 2 engine, but it's, um, yeah, it's incredible. Cool. So, that's yeah, neat. absolutely. I highly recommend the Pro Skater series, and then I would basically stop after Underground 2. Personally. Okay, very cool. Right on. Um, I'm really happy you three came on for the guests because it sounds like we picked the right guys. Uh, how about you, P1? What are your overall thoughts? This is a game that when when the guys came up with this game for the, the club, I, I, I won't lie, I was skeptical. Mostly because of my own personal bias towards not enjoying skateboarding or skateboarding games or adults with bird names. So... Um, but Ryan, Ryan gave me a list of reasons, um, and I wish I'd taken the time to bring them up, of why he thought this was a good pick. And as soon as we made the announcement that Tony Hawk Pro Skater 3 was the game for April, people that listened to the show that I didn't even know listened to the show were, were, were coming on Twitter and on the, the forums and saying, I love that game. That's one of my favorite games. That's a great pick. This game is very far-reaching. Now... It, it wasn't for me. It's not something that I'm going to sit down and play and enjoy because I just I wasn't good at it and the desire to get good at it isn't there for me. But it's definitely a game that I agree with Enzi. People should give it a shot if they're even remotely interested because you don't have to be good at skateboarding to be able to play it and have fun. So, yeah, I'm glad we played it. I'm glad that Ryan chose this. Ryan and Musty, I think, were the, the two that voted for the decision to have this be the game. It was a lot of fun. I'm glad I got a chance to play it, and I, I look forward to... More games that I wouldn't normally try coming up in the club because of the success that we've had with Tony Hawk Pro Skater 3. Right on. I agree. Okay, you cool. Know, I'm going to jump back in here. Uh, Go if you enjoyed 
Tony Hawk Pro Skater 3 and you want to get into more of these uh, action-y arcade sports games, um, a couple, I'll just throw out a couple recommendations. Uh, the SSX series is a, it's a snowboarding arcade series. Um, Tricky and 3 on the PS2 are probably the best ones to get at for that one. Okay. Um, they, they did a new one for the 360, a reboot, and that's not quite as good. But yeah, SSX 2 and 3 are on PS2. And uh, if you're looking for like an inline rollerblading game, there was a, a series on the Dreamcast and the Xbox called Jet Set Radio. And uh, that one I also oh, recommend yeah. highly too. Jet that was Radio. a lot of fun. I wouldn't bother with any of the other Activision 02 games because most of them were garbage. <laughs> okay, but. good to know. Is, is American Wasteland any good? I'm kind of actually interested in playing all the other ones now again. You know, um, I've played it about halfway through. I don't enjoy the gameplay nearly as much. There's like, they added like parkour elements. Like you got to do flips off walls and stuff. Uh, they got like the story mode they have there. It's like a, a storyline. I have friends who swear by it, say it's the best Tony Hawk game. But personally, I don't enjoy it as much. Okay. Well, fair enough. I think we uh, all learned a lot about Tony Hawk this uh, this month. And I'm curious to hear if we get anybody uh, convinced to try it out. Um, yeah, if, you, uh, if you play this game and you, like, you watch some of those videos at the end and think, hey, I want to skateboard, it, it's never too late to do it. Like If you looked at a bunch of the... the ne- if you watched any of the Never Saw videos at the end, um, if, you, if you didn't get to the videos, just go and look at the cheat code. You can uh, unlock all the videos. Yeah. But they have like all the developers actually... Many of them took up skateboarding from developing the game. Oh, wow. And uh, cool. a lot of them actually, in the couple of years it took them to make the games, they actually uh, got pretty good. So watch the videos of uh, the pros at the end and of the actual Neversoft teams because um, it it just goes to show, like, you don't need to be a skateboarder from age five to, uh, to still have fun doing it. It's, uh, it's always something you can get it new. And, I mean, even, like, uh, if you want to send me a message on Twitter or whatever, and I'd love to chat with people, anyone who wants to get into it. Awesome. Plus, you could give lessons if they live out west. I could. <laughs> Video no lessons, too. If you're going to get into skateboarding, I have a vintage Bart Simpson skateboard for sale. <laughs> <laughs> it's got those Hard plastic. Used. Still the original wheels. So every time we play a game, we ask, uh, we ask all of our listeners to give us their three-word review on it. It's a, a novel idea that we borrowed from Kane and Rents, and they borrowed it from somebody else. Um, so it gets around. So in order to get your three-word review read for any game of the month, just shoot a tweet out with the hashtag CC3WR, and uh, we'll read them off. So we have four or five right now. A couple of them are doubled up, but I'm going to read them because these guys, I don't understand what any of these words mean. So I'll, I'll read the reviews, and then hopefully NZ or Dubious can translate. So the first one from Zach Anderson at the Gaming Pod, sorry, the Gaming Outsider podcast, is Infinite Grind Cruise. I assume that just means they he just keeps grinding forever. <laughs> forever. Maybe he's on the cruise ship level. Who knows? Oh, maybe yes. Next up is WGS Matt, our current leader in the Beat My Score challenge, and he says Manuel's for days. We have Robbie Steltonpole, also of the Gaming Outsider. He says one more try. Then we have Zach Anderson again. Pass the sticks. I don't know what that means. Nancy? <laughs> Passing the controller maybe back and forth. Oh, maybe. Yes, yes. No, that no, makes no. sense. And Robbie, uh, again from the Gaming Outsider. These two really like this game. He said, hold on, Mom. Now we're going to turn turn things over to our panel and find out their three-word reviews of this game. So we will start with Ryan. 
I'm going to say fantastic sports game. Oh, topical. Nice, nice. <laughs> and Jay Dubious, your three-word review of Tony Hawk Pro Skater 3. Grinding every day. <laughs> <laughs> well awesome. said. And Enzi. You know, I got so many I could use for this game because there's so many things that like, I think about. I'll just give you one, and it, it would be just one more. Because I just, yeah. you can't, I, I have a very hard time to finish a run and to not say, ah, oh, I, I got time, two more minutes, and then next yep. thing you know, it's been an hour. Yeah, because the levels are so short, right? You're like, I can just do yeah. one more. I can just do one more. I got two minutes. Uh, I don't need to brush my teeth today. <laughs> Um, I'll catch the next bus. I'll call it sick. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get <a> job. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's just a little further. And P2, what is your three-word review? Um, I'm going to say non-stop grinding. Nice, nice. And for me, I'm going to go with uh, probably the most memorable moment for me from the game, which is watch out fire. <laughs> <laughs> it's like right in the center. There's like a big pit of fire right in the center of this thing. That's, how you that's hit it. It's so small. Like a hundred times. So I, I died more times than that than I died trying to drop Arthas in uh, Wrath of the Lich King. So that's the show, folks. I want to thank everyone for listening. And most importantly, I want to thank our panel for being here. So Ryan, Enzi, and Dr. Dubious, you can find them at Dubious Gaming, at It's Rocket Sauce, and at NZ204. That's E-N-Z-Z-Y-204. Guys, um, this was a blast. I'm so glad you came on. Again, like I said, thanks so much for being here. Thanks for, thanks having, for having us. Yeah, thanks for having us. If you enjoyed this show and you would like to hear more, you can definitely uh, listen to past episodes, but more importantly, you can find out what we're playing next month and get involved. And that game is Perfect Dark on the Nintendo GameCube, or I believe it's also been re-released in HD on the Xbox 360 and on the Rare Replay for the Xbox One. I think you remember mean Nintendo 64. Did I say GameCube? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm really excited for that because it's a first-person shooter, and I love first-person shooters. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Stitcher, or Google Play, please head over to www.cartridgeclub.org, where you can check out other great podcasts, videos, and blogs from our community. If you're already a member of the Cartridge Club, you can head to www.patreon.com slash cartridge club, where you can donate as much or as little as you like, and every cent donated goes directly to maintaining and improving the club for everyone. I'm Player One. I am Player Two. CC Unite. Unite.